and we're live. Hello, Hello sweet, sweet oh. listeners. Hello, sweet listeners. Welcome to the show. Welcome We've back. Got, welcome back. Yeah, to all our, our returning listeners, nice to see you again, a la Curtis Connors. <laughs> Hope everyone's been good with this Indeed. cold weather. And the snowstorms. Snowstorms, unless you're listening from the Southern Hemisphere. Hopefully <laughs> the heat wave was enjoyable. Because we're struggling. But yes, it's been fun. I am going to talk about some of my snow day shenanigans. I'm excited to hear about it because I, <laughs> I had some, but they had to be interrupted by several meetings that I had oh. on my snow day. Which, wait, which snow day? Wasn't it the weekend? No. Um, the first, like, two feet of snow snowstorm that was, was Tuesday. That was a Monday. I thought it was, oh, okay. It, it was a Monday into the Tuesday. But okay. the Monday, the Monday, it was snowing all day. So the Tuesday was, Tuesdays, I don't have class. So Monday, I had a, an early morning meeting, a class, another meeting. So I was, like, pretty busy all day and also that was like a, it was the snowstorm like it was still snowing like blizzarding the entire day mm-hmm. so I didn't go out in that and then by Tuesday morning it had stopped and there were two there was two feet of snow yes. so that's I was the day talking about I went this out. weekend snow days because that's this, the only time I was able to get out of the house this weekend it's weekend like Super Bowl when it snowed right yeah I okay, did okay. not pay any attention to the Super Bowl no, 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 but that's just how I remembered it. Yeah, Super Bowl weekend was I my during snow the day half. weekend. Yeah, because I, I do be working, so I couldn't be doing the snow day. Yeah. So, but this weekend, it was cool. I got to go to Central Park with my girlfriend and two, two pals. Um, and we had a lot of fun. We went to the Great Lawn and we built a snow cat. Um, I named the snow cat oat milk. You could fully sit on it, a grown adult, small grown adult, my size. <laughs> Your size. And children. Miniature um, adult. Uh, but yeah, so I built, we built the cat. It was collabed on Maddie built the head and we built the ears and Sarah built the ball of yarn and helped with one of the pyramids. And Natalie built the nicest pyramid in the back. The, the one that looks like a pyramid and not a weird cone, mm-hmm. um, which was, me and Sarah trying our best. Um, but yes, we built it, named it Oat Milk. At one point, this little French bulldog comes running over with his Instagram mom and her podcast boyfriend. Um, and she's like, it kind of looks like her. But do you want to know what the dog's name was? What? Phoebe. Phoebe's a, a little bulldog. Little Phoebe, literally. Um, and so Phoebe, the bulldog, posed by our cat, but because it has no defining features and the bulldogs look kind of like with the ears mm-hmm. um so took a picture and then they left and then a little girl and her dad came by with and he had like a big nice camera and she was like taking pictures next to it and then I was like you can get on the back like you can you can like ride the ride cat it. and so she got back and she got in the back of the cat and he took pictures and it was so cute and there was a nice cityscape in the background so it was like great for photos um what accessories what accessories did you give the cat we didn't have any accessories because we were leaving it in the park but for features I went over and found a bunch of sticks on the ground 
and then I broke them into little pieces. And well, the, I put to, took two long ones on either side for the whiskers. Then I broke one into three pieces and made a triangle for the nose. And then I broke two more sticks into a bunch of little pieces and tried mm -hmm. to like stack them in a circle blot shape. So they look kind of like the weird Rick and Morty pupils. Like they're yeah. not circles, but mm -hmm. I couldn't find any rocks or anything. And then I just made sure those were stuck to the eye hole dents with more snow so they wouldn't mm -hmm. fall out. Um, and that was how we decorated it. And then for a little ex single accessory for a picture, I put the Pace Press Beanie on and, Oak. And, and our friend Owen, um, well, Kelsey sent that picture to a group chat with me and then our friend Owen. Um, you might responded. recognize from the horoscope yes. episode of our podcast. Yes. And he responded, the Pace Press X the show. Literally, because it's <laughs> Because a of the whiskers. So, oh my God. and we named it Oat Milk because he, he was white, like the snow and like oat milk. Um, so oh, and the dad with the little girl, he was like, what kind of cat is it? And I was like, a white one, because I don't know cat types. It's not like, I don't have, it's not based on any particular cat. So. A hairless cat. Hairless cat. Snow cat. Literally though, there was no yeah, hair. No hair. Um, so it was, it was very cool. And then we um, went and got cookies from Levon, which I will talk about later. Um, and then the next, I went back to Maddie's apartment and then the next day it was snowing again. So me and her roommate and her roommate's boyfriend, we all walked to um, this other park and there were a bunch of people who had already built stuff there. So we had like we were just taking pictures of the sculptures. Um, there was one and it was just like a, a very curvy bod. And so then we were like, ooh, look at that cake. Like, wow, she's thick. And then the guys behind us were like, if it makes you feel any better, it's Squidward. <laughs> Squidward's head had like fallen off because it was, I guess, like top heavy in snow. So it was just the bod. And then we looked down and we're like, yes, I guess the ground you could see, like they were tentacles. I thought it was a dress at first, but the lines were for the tentacles. And it's abstract art. Literally crazy. And then there was like, someone built a little half igloo with like no, it didn't have a ceiling, but it was like a little enclosed structure. Um, and you could crawl in and it was very cool. And we made snow angels and saw dogs and walked around and the Brooklyn streets were quite pretty with the trees all snowy. So two snow days. How are your how were your snow days? Mine were very good. Also I remember the um picture you posted of the street and like the ice yeah. trees. I love when that happens. They were so pretty. Um mine were good. Monday since well when Monday when it was snowing like the entire day and then that I didn't go anywhere. Um I just kept my window or my blinds open rather and just mm -hmm. enjoyed the snow seeing how much was falling and then I realized oh god that's a lot of snow and <laughs> it's probably not going to go away for a while no. so I got a little disappointed because I like the snow in December I love the snow around Christmas time January is acceptable at the beginning and then February March when it snows in March it's like it breaks my heart because Mar mm -hmm. when, once March 1st hits, I'm like, okay, this is when spring starts. And then April 1st normally doesn't ever snow in April. So that's fine. But it yeah. does, it has snowed in March before. Um, so I hate that. Um, but then Tuesday, I woke up 
and I was, and I had a meeting with um, Dan Ziggers, my thesis advisor. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, so um, I'm just gonna go play in the snow after my meeting. And then John called me and was like, get up, we're going to my backyard. And I was like, okay. So it took me a while to like get all my layers on. And we went to his backyard and the backyard uh, little gate um, was like, you couldn't open it. So we had to climb over it. And we used used some like um, some of the recyclables like that he has on the side of his house that he puts in like the bin. We had to stand on that to jump over the gate and then fall onto like feet of snow. So like, obviously that broke our fall. Um, And then we had to do that to get out because we could not open the door because it was snowed in. Um, And then we built a little, well, John built it. Um, We built like, it it wasn't an igloo because it wasn't like stacks of like little blocks, Mm -hmm. but it also was, it was like a little hut and we made the opening and it was like really strong, um, but it was small inside. So we couldn't like, like we could go in, but we couldn't like sit inside. Um, And then he threw me on it to see if it would break and it did. And then I went home to have my meeting and then him and his neighbor built a huge one with like tunnels, like different like rooms. And they always used to do that. Um, And I was like, how do you guys do that? Cause it was like, it was very, it was really big and it was really cool. And I didn't get, I didn't get to go in it because um, I don't know, I was busy. I had school and it was just like, whatever. Um, So I was a little sad that I couldn't go in it. And then this Sunday, it snowed as well. And, oh, I'm sorry. And also Tuesday, um, John left something in his office that he needed for Wednesday. So um, we drove. And the last time he left something in his office, it was also a snow day in December. And it was snowing so much. And I had to go in with him. Um, And then this time I was like, let's go. So we took my car and we went in. And the streets were clear. We were worried that like the streets were going to be bad because in the morning they were really bad. Um, but then for this Sunday, I didn't really do anything. Like I didn't really go outside or anything. Um, my mom took my abuela back to Brooklyn early in the morning uh, to like avoid the worst part of the snowstorm. But I did not go outside. I enjoyed it from inside. I was upset because um, when it snowed on Monday, I had to, well, it started snowing like Sunday. Um, and I had to leave to go back to my apartment so that I could work on Monday. Mm-hmm. So I'm in my office, all of the, my office, it's my bedroom. <laughs> I'm on my, my desk. Home office. My home office. Um, my bed is a foot away. Um, but I, and then I was like seeing pictures of people just playing in the snow because online school, you can take breaks from, and I'm like, oh, I'm alone. I'm alone alone and inside of my snow day but it was nice because I played some Phoebe Bridgers in the morning while it was still snowing um so it was that was like such a mood I had like blue lights my blue I made my LEDs blue and it really set like a nice wintry mood so I would highly recommend if it snows again then use blue LED lights yes and make it just go all in on the snowy yeah yeah yeah, I have to learn to like appreciate it more because I'm like, I just wanted it to end. But it was ni- it's nice when it's like falling, like when it's actually like snowing really hard. And then like the aftermath is like, I do like the snow. I don't hate it, but I've never been one that's been like 
super excited mm-hmm. about the snow. I like storms. Like if it's going to snow. Big thunderstorms. Um, that's my favorite thing in the entire world. I love storms and I love like, I love like if there's like a hurricane, oh my God. If there's a, excuse me, I'm going through puberty. If there's a hurricane that's like um, forecast for like the next week, I will watch the weather channel that entire week in anticipation. Um, when we get like tornado warnings, which we very rarely do, we did this mm-hmm. summer. I remember in August, I got one. I was like, oh my God, this is so exciting. Um, so I do like storms. So I like, I like that it was like a, a snowstorm, but the snow part of the storm I could do without understood yeah yeah um I like it when it's snowing I like watching it um I like when it's just snowed and everything's all covered and everything I do not like right around now when everything is just brown and iced over on the side of the road and it's puddles around the sidewalks but then blocks of ice by the cars like I it's bad. I don't like it. And it's gross looking. You like know those almost things? pretty white snow. <laughs> you, you know those um, TikToks with those pictures that are like New York, New York City in the winter heart, yeah. just girly <laughs> things. But it's like just black slush. And it's like, Literally. Is, this, is this your New York City? Mm-hmm. Is this what you I want? also, and it's just like when the floor of the subway gets all like wet oh and God. slushy, it's so gross. Yes. Worst nightmare. Um, do you want to talk about our ships? Yes. Or do you want to talk about Phoebe first since you mentioned her? Um, well, Phoebe's going to be part of a different segment, but we can do that segment now. Okay. Okay. So it's song of the week time. Woo. So my oh, it's a little early. The- we'll do it. We'll do it. We'll and then we'll keep going. I forgot. I forgot that Phoebe was part of the song of the week. Yes. I thought it was more like. No, we're shaking. We're, we're shaking things we're up. We're shaking things up. Song of the week segment early. All right, so my song of the week is going to be I Know the End by Phoebe Bridgers. Um, is it my favorite of the Phoebe songs? No, but it is the song of the week that it's, I didn't mean that in like a, oh, it's not a good song. Love it, love it so much. Um, it's not my like favorite of her songs, but we are discussing it because she performed it on SNL this weekend um, and it was great. She sounded fantastic. Um, the stage was gorgeous. It looked just like the album cover. And then at the end, she tried really, really, really hard to smash her guitar. She finally got it at the end, but she was really smacking that amp for a while. Um, but it was just like, she, you know, she screams and then she was like breaking that guitar. And it was just such a moment. I loved it so much, but every, but every like just boring man on Twitter was so pressed about the fact that she like broke her guitar um and I wanted to share a Drew Gooden tweet about said Phoebe Bridgers event I didn't have it pulled up already but I I, I, I saw her performance um the end of it um but I saw a little bit about like a little bit of her singing, but a lot of it was the end. And I remember it was, she was screaming into the mic, yes. which like, fine, like let her do that if she wants to do it. I don't know why people get upset over that. Um, it definitely was a change from the first half of her performance. Well, I um, mean, that's how the song 
but if but but if like that's what she wanted to do it's always it's always like 50 year old men that are like that beautiful guitar yeah that's so like well I guess it's because a lot of them associate that with like um spoiled like rock star I don't I don't care Um, I always I never thought of it like that I always thought it was just a cool move like you can buy another guitar and I guess that's the point but (laughs) yeah I don't I in this case good for her like I don't I don't but if you if it was if you just asked me on a random day with no context like what do you think about rock stars smashing their guitars besides the fact that like in general I really don't it doesn't it doesn't affect me it's not something that's like I'm very passionate about but if you were like no you have to have an answer I would be like um I don't love it because that's like yes they could buy a guitar like they have the money to buy the guitar but that's like that's like that's like their guitar like why would you like smash it in front of everyone after just performing on it but then I'm like does that really matter though (laughs) like in the grand scheme of things if that's their performance just let them have their performance in my opinion yeah it's like it's their guitar they can do what they want with it like would I personally smash my guitar no because I'm very attached to my guitar and I've had it for years but if that artist isn't attached to their guitar and doesn't mind smashing it for a cool performance, then go for it. It doesn't bother. It's just like you bought the guitar. You can do what you want with the guitar, whether that's playing it or breaking it. I don't know. But the tweet was, so this guy called Brooklyn Dad Defiant um, tweeted, why did this woman, Phoebe Bridgers, destroy her guitar in SNL? I mean, I didn't care much for the song either, but that seemed extra. And Drew Gooden quote, t- quote tweeted it and said, I am so disappointed in Phoebe. There are millions of hungry kids out there who would have loved to eat that guitar. And now no one can eat it. I can't stop crying. And Phoebe retweeted that, but it was so funny. So good. Um, no, literally, like, I think they get personally hurt by the fact that, like, that's a guitar that someone yeah. else could have had. But no one would have like they bought that guitar like it's their guitar also, they didn't take your guitar like, what is phoebe gonna do sell it for 25 dollars at a thrift store it is a guitar that phoebe bridgers used that's gonna retail baby yep <laughs> a poor person's not gonna buy that they nope. can't afford phoebe bridgers once used guitar on snl <laughs> like I, I i wonder if it's like especially the people that are like musicians that are like i would never do that that are like attached to like their instruments. Yeah, I don't know. But if she's famous enough to be performing on SNL and like she she has a collection of guitars. She probably has mm-hmm. one guitar that's like this is my baby that I've had for a very long time. Oh yeah. I can assure you it was not that one. It's not that one, yeah. Um no. Yes, but I thought and pe- but people were like so pressed they're like in the middle of a pandemic it just seems wasteful. And I was like what, what is that car going to do to end the pandemic? Like that, that is guitar you having a guitar? COVID, that, yeah, COVID. exactly. But now it's broken. So I understand, I, un- I understand like the financial aspect of it being like, the, first of all, that argument is stupid. Just like that comment and everything about it is stupid. I can understand when, when someone's like, hey, there's like, I, honestly, I don't. Even, I can't even. I can't even defend them. I don't really like know. 
what I can I don't say. Know what like if they're talking about like food or something, understandable. If You're she right, like had a pandemic. food fight, if she had like a food fight and like yeah. wasted all that food, I guess it would be like, hey, probably don't do that when people are hungry. But or like, just like tr- or trashing like an apartment or something that somebody yeah. could be living in. Yeah. Like that, I'd be like, okay, awful. It's a guitar. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That that guitar could have housed a family of four. Exactly, could, could have, have housed a family under of rats. The strings. Under the a strings, family of rats, family of rats could have lived there. Um, but yes, that's my song of the week. Sam, what is your song of the week? Well, first of all, um, if you know what, I wasn't gonna make this my song of the week, but it is a song that I have been listening to all week, and I it is also by Phoebe Bridgers, and it's Woo! Garden Song. Farbs, and, rise up, farbs. And Garden Song, I listened to it. Um, where did I hear it for the first time? It wasn't like an organic, like it came up on my, it's on my January playlist. Um, but I've been, I've been listening to it a lot this week. Um, mm-hmm. But I'm trying to remember where I heard it for the first time. Cause like I said, I didn't just like stumble upon it. I, I heard it in a show or a movie or something. I know that for a fact. Um, but I love that. I love that song. It's so sad. Okay. It's not even sad. It's just like her voice like lulls me to sleep. It's so comforting. All of it's got like a melancholy tone to it. Like yeah. no matter what the actual yeah. Context, context of the song is. Yeah. It gives me like late October vibes. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, it gives me like, it gives me like um, September desert vibes kind of in the Mm. middle of nowhere super dark and you're like in like the liminal space that's okay i get not this uh, phoebe's music in general gives me like lone cabin in the woods snow outside everything is silence vibe Mm -hmm. yeah this one in particular i think it's also because of the album cover that Mm, like very true it's like alone and it's very dark and like red and blue and the should we talk um, about our ships? Yes. There's a little girl screaming outside my window right now. Good for Sorry, her. Mama. Wish that were me. Wish that were <laughs> Literally. One time that, that girl um, came up to my window um, a couple days after my birthday, which is important to remember. Um, like, this is important. It's, it's pertinent to the story. Um, and I was organizing a basket of alcohol that I was gifted. Um, and there were lots of different ones. I still have the basket right behind me, um, but there were, there was like mics and, and not sponsored by mics, by the way. Um, and just little like shooters and like all those little, like the, the little ones. And then the, the like wine, like mini wine. Mm-hmm. And so I started organizing them like um, some horizontal, some vertical, some horizontal. And my window was open. And I was on FaceTime. I don't remember with who, but I was on FaceTime and I was like talking and I was like, yeah, I have like, I got this alcohol and like, I'm not going to finish it. Like I was just organizing it. And I hear like a thump, like a repeated thump. And I look to my right and that little girl is, is standing outside my window. Her face is pressed against the glass. And I'm like, and first of all, she scared me because like I didn't think- Why was she hitting the window? To get my attention. And I didn't think that she was there. And I turned around and I was like, holy, holy shit. Like, oh my God. But then I was like, oh my God, hi. And I saw in the distance, her mom like running to go get her. 
And all of a sudden I looked down and there's alcohol all over my bed. And I was like, oh my God, oh my God. And I'm putting it all in the basket. Thank God. By the time the, that mama that she's screaming for came, all the alcohol was already put away because I was so What was scared. the mom going to do though? Uh, not what she was going to do, but- She was looking in the kids, looking in your window. Yes, but she was going to come to the window and see me waving at her daughter and my bed has like 20 bottles of alcohol and she, different types too. She would just be like, hmm. And what about it? Saying, I'd be like, do you want one? Does it bother you? <laughs> Do you want to start your ships or do you, mine are like kind of short? We can go back and forth. I only okay. have three. I have three. Um, I have, How many do you have? I have four, but one of them is something that me and you can both talk about for a long time. Oh, so we'll do that talk? one oh, last. Okay. Oh, okay. I'll add. Yes, I'll add to my list. Okay, you go first. Do you have, do you have another I'm, one? No, I just know what you're talking about and I'm just going to include it on mine as well. So save that one for last. There's two that I think that we could be talking about though. So I'm gonna I'm gonna write the other one down too. Okay. And I'll start. Okay. So for anyone that knows me, our friend Daniel Marks was also on um, the astrology podcast. I have been friends with him since the seventh grade. And there's one thing that he knows about me. And that is, he knows this better than anyone about me, is that for some reason, um, movies where the two protagonists are gay men, um, out of like 20 of my favorite movies, probably 12 of them are two men that are gay. And I don't know why that is. I don't know if that, if, if just it's a coincidence that those are like my favorite movies, but this is, this is again pertinent because I always thought that my introduction to, I hit the, I hit the mic, that my introduction to uh, gay men romance was Brokeback Mountain. I thought that that was the first time that I have ever seen two gay men on screen in a romantic mm-hmm. partnership. It was not. I later realized if I had watched Brokeback Mountain in 2014 and thought that that began my love for uh, those movies, I was like, hold on. If that was 2014, the first time I ever watched Shameless was 2012. And I was like, and Ian and Mickey from Shameless, that makes a little bit more sense because A, they were uh, that I was like, I was younger and I remember that they were so toxic, but so good. And I was like, because especially Kelsey, you said you got up to season seven of Shameless. Yeah. So I think that's where I am. Okay, so that yes, they're toxic. And like, yes, they're like crazy about each other at the same time, but so much good happens to them post season seven that it's like pure love and not just like the toxic beginnings of their love (laughs) um but like just something about them like I really think that's where everything started because they are in my top three if not my number one ship especially because I really love enemies to lovers I think that's one of my favorite tropes um I also love the trope 
kind of going off of that, that's like, I hate everyone in the world except you. Um, and that's really what that's Mickey, one. that's really what Ian was to Mickey. And he was like, you know, Mickey like hated everyone. And like in no way, shape or form were these two individuals similar. Like would they have ever connected? Um, and literally the first time they kiss, they're going, they're, 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 he barges into, Ian barges into Mickey's house to beat him up. Yeah. So How romantic. it's like that. I know. But I love them. I love them so much. And I, I'm, you know, I also have Shameless on my list of show topics because I just made it to season 10 yesterday. Um, and yeah, and I was, something happens, someone in the show leaves and I was sobbing for like 30 minutes. And yeah, but basically they're, they're probably my favorite chip. They're funny, they're dramatic, they're crazy in love, yet they're like an old married couple. So I love them. All right, I'm going to go with my first. Okay, so the way I'm going to do ships is I can't do my top three ships ever, my top four ships ever, because I- And talk about it for literally There's too many, because I usually end up shipping at least something from every form of media I consume. Yeah. And so it kind of like, what's my favorite ship? Depends on what I'm consuming at the moment. Um, so all of the ships that I'm sharing with you guys today are ships that I that come from media that I've been consuming in probably like the past month or so. Um, anyway, with that, my first ship is going to be Gemily from Criminal Minds, which is JJ, Jennifer Giroux, and Emily Prentice, two of the agents on the BAU. And obviously they are not canon because this is a major network television show and lesbians do not get to be popular characters on that, let alone two of the main characters, um, especially since the show was started in 2005. So, 2005? Yeah, I whatever. So. I think so. Um, so I love them so much. I was just at a point uh, trying to keep this as spoiler-free as possible because there's too many seasons of Criminal Minds, but there was something like they couldn't find JJ because um, she was just like an unsub had her. And so like, who did they call to figure out where JJ might've gone? Emily. She knew and she knew immediately. She knew exactly. She knew the little code word. She was like, she was on top of it because they're in love. And I know that JJ is married with a baby. And I know that her and her Southern husband, that none, her husband, you cannot understand a word he says because he has the thickest accent of anyone ever. So I can't even do it, but it's like really deep, slow Southern drawl. But like, whatever you're thinking of, double it. But that's how bad it is like. Anyway, so forget about him. They're cute too. Though. They are cute too. But JJ and, JJ and Emily have just something different. Ugh. And they have when each other's backs. And I love two powerful women. When did you start watching Criminal Minds? Uh, this summer. I started watching Ooh. it. I saw a lot of, um, I started getting like more and more into true crime over quarantine because I needed stuff to fill the days. So I, I've like always been into true crime but I started consuming a lot more true crime content. And I know Criminal Minds isn't true crime, but like with 
all of the true crimes, I needed some fake crimes yes. to not make me sad about the world. Yep. Uh, still made me, but great show. Love them so much. And I started getting like a lot of TikToks about it too. So then it was like all around me and it's a great show and it's become one of my comfort shows. And I like to, I, my Criminal Minds is my comfort show and I love to watch um, the serial killers being caught and I fall asleep to it. But it's like, you know, the, the TikTok song was like, her legs were cut off, her arms, her arms were, cut, were off, cut off, her ears were cut off. That's how I fall asleep Yeah, because it's either to that or like yep. true crime podcast. So <laughs> there was a TikTok that was like, um, when you like sleep over, like with your partner for the first time. And it was like, can I put on a podcast? Like, it helps me sleep. And she was like, yeah, sure. Like, put it on. And she was like, okay. Um, and it's like her equivalent of her legs were cut off. Her arms her were cut arms off. Were no, I straight up, um, I was sleeping over at Maddie's the other week, night, I, a while ago. Whenever. And, um, I got really bad cramps on the first day of my period and it came in the middle of the night. And so I was awake because I was in crippling pain. And I was like, there's no way I'm going back to sleep, but I also can't sit here bored. So then I put my AirPods in to listen to a true crime podcast. So Maddie didn't have to sleep with her legs were cut off. off. Her arms were cut off. She'd have been like, we need to discuss our sleeping arrangements. Literally. I'm like, I'm so sorry. Okay. My next one is from uh, the popular show, The OC. OC for Orange County. Now, the OC, I don't remember when I started watching it. I don't remember why I started watching it. I don't remember if I started watching it as a joke. I don't remember much about the time that I was watching it. Um, I know it had to have been freshman year of college, though, because in October of 2017, so one month into college, mm-hmm. um, my mom's friend from Argentina came to visit, and her daughter and I went to get coffee. And she was like, we were we had never met before. So we were like just talking and like trying to figure out like what things we had in common and like what we Mm -hmm. liked. And she was like, Oh, have you ever watched the OC? And I was like, yeah. And then she said something that spoiled. Um, it was probably the biggest spoiler of that entire show. And I was like, and I pretended like I knew that that had happened because I was so caught off guard that I was like, Oh my God. I don't want to make her feel bad right now that she just ruined the entire show for me. But also I wasn't going to keep watching it because I stopped. Anyway. Um, I haven't seen the OC. It's good, but it's like a good show when you're just like, I want something on in the background. It's comforting though. Um, But Marissa, the main character, first of all, obviously there's there's a a romance between her and um, Ryan, who's the other main character. Um, And then there's Seth, who is like the step, uh, kind of stepbrother, not really of Ryan because they, Seth's fan, like the Coens take Ryan in. Um, and then Marissa is the next door neighbor and Marissa's best friend is Summer. And Seth is like cruelly in love with Summer. And yeah. Seth is um, Adam Brody. So oh. that's, yes, you can already imagine what his character is like. And Summer's See, like my can I just say that my hmm. like frame of reference for characters Adam Brody plays are just like creeps. Is that correct then? 
no he doesn't play a creep but like i completely i completely no, it's he's not part of the ship but i like him as a person i just mean i only know him from jennifer's body in which he murdered her yeah and well, um no. also recently promising young woman in which he almost tries to rape a girl so yeah that's all that's all i got for adam Brody. i haven't I seen him in anything else i never see him like that She's i see right. him as like the really like I see him as like the Andy Samberg character and I also okay. see, no no but I see Andy Samberg as a bit more um I, I see Andy no I see Andy as a bit more serious like him having oh. more like depth to his character I feel like his characters oh. are way more like like him and like Celeste and Jesse Forever and Palm Springs he's very much a main solidified character um yeah. whereas like I, I feel like Adam Brody's characters are there for like the comic relief and also to like just like be like the funny sidekick um okay not okay. to say he's not a good actor obviously no but, i know it's just that yeah. i've never seen adam brody in anything in which he had that role so it's good to have yeah but but no but like they're they're really cute together but that's not the ship um obviously marissa and ryan fall in love blah 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 that's also not the ship marissa eventually starts like going downhill there's like a death in the family um, going downhill I mean like she starts like drinking and like whatever she she starts becoming a little bit rebellious um and I think I think the way this is set up is like she has to get a job or she loses her job or there's something where she has to go to a bar um or someone gets hired I think even Seth might be the one that gets hired there okay. but there she meets Alex who is played by Olivia Wilde and she's blonde and Marissa to put in perspective is a like very put together she's from a very like rich family she's very much like she, she doesn't get along with her parents but she's very much like I'm prim and proper mm-hmm. um and she meets Alex who's like nose ring tattoos working at this bar and they just like th- I think they bond the first the first time they like actually bond is like she like they meet at the bar and Alex is like oh like my ex-girlfriend still has my necklace and like I really want it back um so Marissa was like let's go get it and she was like no and Marissa was like let's go get it come on it's your necklace let's go get it and she was like okay fine so Olivia Wilde is and 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 Marissa are driving in this like jeep that's like open like there's no top um and they and, and Marissa drives her to the girlfriend's house and she goes to get the necklace and she they get back in the car and she puts the necklace on Marissa and then it's just like it it was it was a very slow burn like kind of relationship like they they did end up dating um and what I really didn't what I really didn't like about it at the end was the way that they kind of ended things um it was almost like I I don't know it almost felt like they put that character like they put Alex in there because Alex I think was also with someone else in the show. Um, Alex was, it was bi, so she was with like a guy as well. Um, but they never established like Marissa's sexuality or anything. And they, it's like interesting that they made Marissa date her while Marissa was quote unquote spiraling and going through something. Mm, yeah. Which I didn't like because then Marissa was like, I'm in love with Ryan. So, and Alex was like, okay bye I guess like bye I guess bye I guess and bye and bye I guess um (laughs) but it ended like I don't know I thought they were so cute and like they they really like had fun together like I think like she brought Alex brought out like something fun in Marissa that she was very like very like 
you know, put together. Um, but she definitely became more rebellious with Alex. But I think if she had just like tried to find a balance, like it could have worked, but they made her character be like, oh, Ryan's the only one. Ryan's the only one that can like actually take care of her and like provide for her, which like I liked her and Alex and Seth and Summer way more than I liked the relationship between Ryan and Marissa. Cause like, yes, Ryan was protected, but Ryan was like written as like this brooding, blonde, like mysterious bad boy. And Marissa obviously was like the opposite of that. But what she was like looking for in like, oh, mysterious, like kind of rebellious bad boy. She also had an Alex and I almost feel like they got along better. Like, I can't remember like one good happy moment between Marissa and Ryan. Like I can't I've seen the show, so I can't comment. I know, but but I I just that dynamic of like prim proper and like bad girl. Yeah, and like I loved them. Plus, it was Olivia Wilde, so she was she did a great job, and they just had so much fun together. And there was this one scene where like the mom who is like who looks like Melania Trump, and is very much like very put together, you know, very like class. Like I care about like my status. Um, was like cutting fruit or something and the mm-hmm. girls were like making out behind her in the kitchen and then she would like turn around and they would stop and then she would turn back oh to cutting her fruit and they would keep doing it I don't know like I feel like they just had such a good like dynamic between them they had so much fun and then she was like okay Alex well here's the truth I'm still in love with Ryan and while this was fun it's gonna have to end and they did it at some big bonfire too like she just like it was like no. It was really weird, and then she took her aside, and it was just, and Alex was like, "Okay, <laughs> thanks for being honest." <laughs> and it was just, such, no. it just fell so flat because I was like, that was like one of the most like fun relationships of this entire show. Like you could have just gone with that, and that literally would literally could have gone with it and stayed with it. Yeah, they were like both so happy. So that was long-winded way to say Marissa and Alex from the OC. Uh, with a similar ship dynamic, my next ship is going to be Marceline and Princess Bubblegum from Adventure Time, which I'm currently watching and currently almost done with. I just started season 10 today, but I'm waiting. Um, but I watched like a lot of season nine today. So they're one of my favorite ship dynamics. I know it's just like so great to see queer representation in children's media and they also have the ship dynamic of like the like punk rock like vampire queen rock star and princess bubblegum um queen of science and no show, showing no intimate emotions but yeah literally Marceline gets them out of her so kind of sometimes, sometimes. sometimes. is is that also like i don't i i know it but like i don't remember everything about their dynamic mm-hmm. but is, is that also going back to like that I hate everyone in the world but you and like does she bring out her soft side um I feel like she brings out a soft side but I feel like Marceline also has a soft side that comes out quite a bit mm-hmm. um like it comes out when she sees Ice King slash Simon um and yeah. like her little her little stuffed animal guy yeah Ham- Hambo Hambo um yeah I feel like I feel like she is a soft side especially when she like is reminiscing about her past and like her back like just her backstory and everything and how far she's come and stuff like that so 
Yeah. But I feel, I just, I don't know. I just think they're so cute together. And I'm obsessed with it. And when Marceline sang Francis Forever at the yeah. concert. Yeah. Wow. You know, yeah. when, the, when the show starts pulling out Mitski songs, That's these when bitches you know. Gang. That's when you know. That's when you know. Yeah. Um, so I just, I enjoy it very much. And I like the whole, I don't know, like the stakes mini series and everything. It's just so good. It's just so good. And I just love it so much. It's so pure. It's so pure. Um, also the, the like living embodiment of like soft and, and goth girlfriend. Yep. yep. Literally the ideal aesthetic that they've yep. got going on. Yep. Amazing. Right, what's your next one? Well, we're on our third, but you said, oh, you have three plus the other one? Yes. Okay, so then I would have to say Wayne and Dell from the show Wayne, which I've talked about before. Yes. And I love them. Dell is, they're both from Boston. I've, I think I've gotten into this, but like Dell is like very tough and she like joins Wayne who's very like also kind of like this brooding mm -hmm. bad boy but he's really soft on the inside like he really cares about her and she's also super tough and brooding because of like stuff that's happened to her in her past mm -hmm. and like family trauma that has made her like hard and they are like really reluctant to show that they love each other and like their first kiss is just like when they're like in the midst of them like scheming something like they're doing something wrong and that's when they're just like ah oh, I love you I love you but they're both like young like they're like they're supposed to be like 15 16 and they're in oh, high yeah, school yeah. and they literally run away and like it's just it's it's really pure because it's like I don't know and there's also there's one thing that literally made me sob and it was like um that I don't remember exactly how it went me. It made me sob me. I can't remember what it was. Um, okay, I know now. At the beginning of one of the episodes, you see something um, happen where he like beats up this kid really, really bad. Like he injures him very bad. It's pretty graphic and I had to look away um, because no. it's written by the writers of Deadpool. Like it's supposed oh, to be okay. like so, funny, yeah. but also it's supposed to be like dark humor. Yeah. Um, right. They didn't show anything. It was just graphic. There was a lot of screaming. So I don't really like that stuff. I don't really love blood. Um, mm -hmm. I know some people don't really mind. I can like, I can listen to things. Um, Kelsey has gotten me a little bit more used to like true crime and hearing stuff, but seeing it for me is a little bit different than hearing yeah. it. Um, so whatever. And then you don't know why he did that until a couple episodes later. And this is before him, Wayne and Dell have gotten together. Um, and this is like, I think the second to last episode of the season where you realize that um, he did it because he was wiping, because some kid was blackmailing someone mm -hmm. and refused and was like, oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna um, publish this video on YouTube of your mom drunk in the hotel, um, whatever. And then we find out that that guy was actually saying it to Dell. And this was before Wayne and Dell even knew each other. So this was after Dell had like 
left and walked away from Wayne and been like, I'm done with you. Like, this is, I'm not helping you anymore. Like, whatever. Um, and she realizes like she's, and, and she's hearing like Wayne's best friend be like, well, there was this one time that like, we like went into the house of this guy who like was going to like blackmail this, this girl and like post a video of like her mom drunk. And then Wayne like beat him up and made him like delete the video. And, and like you, it goes back to her and she's like crying. Oh. And he was like, oh my God, that was you. Like he's been looking out for you for forever. And I was like, oh my God, that's so fucking that's cute. So obviously, obviously it's, it's a little, yes, it's cute. Obviously it's not like a, a cute situation, but like the fact that he <laughs> like, kind of cute. the fact that they're like connected when, even when yeah. they weren't connected. And then you start looking back and then that's when like, it got really emotional because when you, they start like showing like other scenes from the beginning and he's there, like he's, he's just there because they were both students. It wasn't like he was stalking her, but like he was there for her like breakdown he was there when she gave her like speech for like class president and like all this stuff they were all connected before they even met each other and I just thought that was so cute and I just loved the relationship okay your last one all right my last one is going to be Emily Dickinson and Sue from Dickinson yeah um on Apple TV this is the third sapphic couple on this list these bitches gay. These bitches. She means um, gay. It's just like they're, uh, there's something about like repressed old timey lesbians that just gets me. Like, damn, they can't show their love. So they have to love in secret. And oh, Sue's married to her brother. Oh, the drama. And oh, Emily writes her all of these love poems, love poems upon love poems upon love poems. And Sue tears up reading every single one of them. And then like, just watching Emily in season two right now is trying to get her poems published and just like watching Sue support her on that is just so sweet and cute. And it's just like, it literally, they made out in the last episode that I watched finally after a few episodes without it, but they finally made out again. And I was just like, so excited, so excited. Um, Let's go. It's just so gay and tender and one of my earliest um no I guess yeah one of my like earliest signs that I was into women for me was for sure writing poetry about women um so for sure yeah for sure um and I I don't know it's just it just it not it like partially reminds me of me but it's also like I'm not alone and it's it's like a love language and I yeah. love gay poetry. Um, and I love Emily Dickinson. Uh, Sam happened to be in a short film of mine. Yes. In which a, a college student um, gets asked out by another girl that she has a crush on while looking for an Emily Dickinson book to do her homework on. So it was, was a long-winded way of saying it. Was it? Was it that I, like, my character was reading the book that she wanted to take out? Is that yes, what it was? That's what it was. It feels like yesterday. That was crazy. And then, like, you left your number, you gave her, like, your number when you gave her the book. Oh, in the book? Yeah. Because you're I'm in good. class together. And you Aww. were doing the same project. Uh-huh. Emily Dickinson. Uh-huh. <laughs> I think Emily Dickinson's a lesbian. Partial credit. Um, gospel. Because. So, <laughs> That always, his voice will always bring me back to 
Amsterdam really late at night, feeling like I hadn't slept in 28 yeah. hours. Arugula John salad. Mulaney. John Mulaney. <laughs> I watch him a lot. Um, it used to be when I would like be super, super anxious or super, super depressed. It's just like, and I just can't lay in bed. I can't do anything but lay in bed and consume familiar content. I go straight to John Mulaney. Exactly. John Mulaney stand-up special time. Um, all right, and Sam, what's the so, so before we before we do this, um, yes, is this is this ship straight or gay? Gay. Okay, I have two. Okay, does it start with an S? Yes. To- when you when you said, "Oh, I'm going to write it down," I know what you're thinking of. I went, "Oh my god, I know what she's thinking of," and I didn't write this down. So yes, it begins with an S. Before we get into that one, because we can actually talk about that one yes i just also put beck and jade because we love <gasps> of beck course. and jade i was actually almost gonna put them on my list as well that's like an um, honorable they mention. were like there were some problematic moments with them yes too, but like but separately i loved them and then also i used to watch like um videos of like when it would be like jade being like the dominant one over Beck for like three minutes straight. Jade tops Beck for five minutes straight. Yeah, yes. one of my favorite videos. And then, and then there's also like Jory, like Jade yes. and Tori, which like by the way I don't I like okay, but if anything, Jade and Cat, not Jade and Cat. No, Jade and Cat, one hundred percent above Jade and Tori. Um, I firmly believe in that. Um, Beck and Jade. What I one of my favorite moments with them is when. Beck, it's that when when Jade was doing her performance and Beck's there with that girl who's like, he's like, she's like, um, he's like, do you think it's chilly? Do you want to wear my jacket? And she's like, if you want me to wear it. And then he's like, I can't fucking take this. I can't take it. I need so he someone. got up and he's like, he's like to Tori, he's like, oh. I need a girl that challenges me. Easy is boring. And then Jade starts singing and she sings the whole song and they're just making eye contact. And then halfway through, he starts walking towards her. And then at the end, when he's like, he's He's like, I missed you. And she's like, so what are you going to do about it? And they kiss. Poetic. It really gets me every time. Every time. And I, I, I've rewatched that episode several times just for that. Fun fact. Fun fact. Nothing pertinent to this, but I, like, beginning of April, started for some reason going down the rabbit hole of tiktok compilation videos before i even had tiktok because i downloaded mm-hmm. tiktok the day i got my wisdom teeth removed the second <laughs> i came home from getting them ripped out of my mouth i went i'm gonna download it because it's gonna pass the time and i still have it now because i was i refused to download tiktok during lockdown one um i was like let me just watch them on youtube so i started doing that and i kept every night like I was just so excited to watch like victorious ones and then there was a TikTok with um Jade and then the cop in the episode in like the food fight episode and that and it was like oh look this is them in victorious and then this is them on dynasty making out and I was like no way and that's how I started watching dynasty because of that Victoria wow. TikTok but amazing our our last ship is one that we know very very well very well one that just we keep talking about keeps coming back to us one that i wrote an entire final project on and that ship is three two one one 
Derek. Derek. <laughs> so, Steric. Wait, that, you wrote a whole final paper about Steric? Not a whole final paper, but remember, I made my whole. Um, I wrote an entire eight-page paper on Steric. Do you remember? Um, in in uh, internal lit culture media, my 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 final project was um making a syllabus for a made-up class. So I made up my fan fiction yes. class and I had to do a close reading of a fan fiction. Yeah. So I talked exactly. about how um, in this fan fiction, in the Steric fan fiction, which by the way, if you don't know what that is, it's Styles Stolinsky from Teen Wolf. And, and Derek. Derek Hale from Teen Wolf. Derek Hale from Teen Wolf. And I close read a passage for part of that assignment. And I was like, here they're using the only one bed trope where the two main characters um, have to sleep in one bed. And like, that puts them in like, you know, ooh, like a situation, like what's gonna happen? And I was mm -hmm. like, oh, and there's also the trope of like the high school jock and like the nerdy kid. And oh, it, that was one of my favorite things I've yeah, ever so done. Like, that, I wish that could so be my thesis. About them. I know, I know. And I just, I would read them all the time. <sighs> there's so much like, that can be said about them. I just think that-, that like, Sour wolf? Literally. I think that I think that truly they could have been something. I just think the the the, the writers, writers were did. too cowardly. Yeah, because everyone wants. You know how much like how many people like actually wanted that to happen that they would have been like, let's do it. Like they should have just been like, let's do it. Let's so do many. Everybody, we all wanted it, and it's like when they did start bringing like openly queer relationships to the forefront, it was like with <laughs> Jackson. The worst character. Yeah, and and one like, of the weird alpha twins that nobody liked or cared about. Yeah, it was it was the weirder of the two, like the less yeah. important of the two as well. Like, and they had Danny. I don't see, I don't care about these guys. Oh wait, wait, they did have like um Danny. Obviously, yes, but Danny like never had a relationship Danny was with a joke. like not a joke a lot of times but kind of a joke a lot of the it time. was the punchline of a lot yeah. of jokes but also I think Danny and Jackson had something and that's why they chose Jackson to eventually like date the one of the twins because it's very clear that they're like he was like oh you're not my type like I already told I'm you you're not my type. type yeah exactly so <laughs> like they were like kind of putting it in there but at the same time I think he was just being arrogant. I don't think that was like. Yeah, he was yeah. just being arrogant. But who was, they introduced the characters in the later season. One of them was a, a gay twink, right? I think, is it the Which younger one? The, one like, of, who's. Is it, is it the one who becomes. On. like Gay teen wolf gay character. Jackson, here's the, here's the official list of gay teen wolf characters please, thanks please, please. to google please jackson who's yes. bi mm -hmm. danny who's gay mm -hmm. ethan the twin that jackson ends up yes with. yes um mason that one guy that came in in like season season what? four five mason teen wolf. one of the mason. younger ones um some guy named Corey bryant i do not know who he is I mean, it, and then oh, it says Ethan and Aiden, um, even though I don't think they're both they're gay. Not both. And then someone named Lucas who has no picture on Google. So um, what's the other one, Corey? Corey with an E. Yeah. Bryant. Yeah, I've I don't never seen remember that. him. And then what was the other one after Mason Hewitt? And the last one that has no picture? Lucas. 
tell. Just Lucas. Oh, um, there's like what's, barely. What's... Okay. The fact that I've, I haven't met or I've never gotten as far to meet any of those last three characters just goes to show that. Literally. It's very um, late in the season. Yeah. Mason's cool though. I remember liking his character, but like, you know. That, mm, yeah. Mm, mm, yeah. I also wanted Allison and Lydia to end up together, but. But that's for another whatever. entire episode dedicated to that. <laughs> Fucking fine. Um, no, but like Derek, like when they were in the pool and Styles so, just carried Derek on his dear life. There's so many moments that there was like so much tension between them and they just so never acted on it. It was really infuriating. Well, I just it's read really it anyway late. to make up for it. And then honestly, I know, I know like, did you just say Allison and Lydia or did you say Erica and Allison? You said Allison and Lydia. I said Allison and Lydia. I wanted yeah, that's what them I thought. to be together. If Erica, Erica Allison, should have been a lesbian as well. Oh, absolutely. And I think that it would have been so funny. I, w- I think it would have been so funny if Erica and Allison like hooked up because they both had like- they, they, No. Got in common, but like that scene where they like, where she's like, yeah, and but yes, but and then when she's on the when she's on the, I wish I wish like the listeners could see me and you <laughs> moving our hands, and then when she, yes, when she's holding her down and she's like, in her and then she was like, I thought you were a psychic, bitch, bitch. in her ear. Come on, uh. there's nothing normal about that. That if they had just. Oh my god, some writers are so stupid. Like, just listen to what people want. If you're We're setting up anything on that show. No, literally. They really did. They really did. And they <laughs> ran with it. Else. Too. They ran with it too, because that was a big part of that show. And oh nothing god. was ever canon except literally. What satisfaction do you get from Jackson? <laughs> and one of the twins. Literally yes. one of the weirdos. <laughs> the the like one of the only shows that I think, and it's like, I don't know how much we, I could spend an entire episode of the show talking about supernatural queer baiting. When, when I um, could go so in depth on that. When you were talking and I went like that, what I was going to say, trigger warning, um, this reminds me because we were talking about um, queer baiting. And I was going to say like, this reminds me, I don't, and I said trigger warning because I don't even want you to like have to get into this, but I still to this day, and trust me, I understand, I know the show and I know, you know, mm-hmm. enough about it to understand where it was going mm-hmm. um, and what happened. And I understand <laughs> it's Castile. Is that what it was? Castiel. Cass, Castiel. Okay. Cass. So Cass, yeah. So Cass and Dean, I understand. And plus I know what happened. I know like whatever what i don't get is why people keep talking about dean and sam as if they weren't brothers I don't know why does that come up why, why is that, that such a my big sh- oh oh i can actually answer a lot of that please. for you as please. to why that's I'm such really a big really confused um so to get even worse please. um you you know what's up with the onceler and tumblr right no. There was, okay, so the one slur from the movie, The Lorax. There were no characters in The Lorax that the one slur really interacted with to ship him with, but he was like a 
an animated twink. So Tumblr had to ship him with someone. So they started shipping him with alternate universe versions of himself because there was no one else to ship him with. In a similar vein, Supernatural, mm -hmm. um, all of the, so obviously the show wasn't gonna make these guys gay, right? Yeah. For the longest time, every single woman on that show got fucking killed off. Yeah. And, yeah, and had no storyline. Yeah. So there were, and they, none of them really lasted any long substantial amount of time. So viewers, young gay viewers who were drawn to the show were looking for people to ship them with. And before Castiel came on the scene, there was literally nobody. No one. So in this, I'm not justifying it at all. Yeah. I think it is gross. Yeah. But because there was no one else to ship Dean and Sam with, that is why they ship Dean and Sam. Gross. That's why they that's why they did that. That's why Wincest exists. And then Castiel that came on the term. scene and everybody was like okay dean and cast good that, some people stayed with their original ship but that's why wincest upsets me so much the term upsets me so it's much so bad um but that's at least my working theory as to that makes why a lot of sense it's such a big because there were literally no women to ship them with and then and they then, all got killed off <laughs> and then at the end mm -hmm. why did it sorry why did it come back up? Because of like the last scene where they were like emotional? Did that like bring up the Winchester shippers? Um, the last, what do you mean the last scene? Like, or not the last scene, but something that happens at the end. When, when Dean, or yeah. when they're both in heaven. Yeah, not that. When, oh, yeah. um, because they're literally codependent brothers and characters. Yeah. So Sam's watching his brother die right in front of him obviously got very emotional yeah and so people and were like wow look how much he loves dean romantically and we're like literally it's their brothers it's brotherly love it's, it's familial. in front of him so that's that's i think that's why it was because it was like a very if it was like a, a, a an actual like you know like a scene with actual like gay characters yeah that should be together and one of them dies or even just like any relationship like like i know when i watched Eponine die and Les Mis in Marius's arms. I'm like, wow, that was so powerful. So I that think it's so like, powerful. it's a like, I guess they got a similar thing from that. There's, there's just way too much um, in Supernatural to go into. I could genuinely do an entire episode talking about it. And I haven't even seen the whole thing. Yeah. I've seen up to the end of season eight. And then I watched none of it. And then I watched the finale. Live. How many seasons are there? 15. <laughs> yeah. I skipped legitimately like six years of content. Yeah. Um, and watched the finale because I wanted to be there for a moment in history. Yep. Um, I wasn't going, I mean, I probably wasn't going to watch the end of it until they, they did the barrier gaze thing two episodes earlier with Cass, mm -hmm. like. Yeah. Up until then, I, I didn't. I was gonna be like, "Oh, thank God, it's finally over." And I'm like, "No, no, no! Now I've got to see. Now you have I've to backtrack. Through, I have to Shameless see what they do with this." Ends. And yep. And then it just kept getting worse with like the Spanish translation drama and what? Oh, um, I I haven't caught up on this. So if there's any new information, 
uh, listeners, please inform me. But there was um, a version of the scene where Cass dies. Yeah. That was in the, in the, I think it was the Portuguese stuff or like something. I don't know. Um, but what had happened was when Cass was dying, he says like, I love you, Dean, or something. And then like, he dies. And in the English version, version Dean doesn't, I forget what he says. In the dubbed Portuguese version, this man says, and you too, like Cass is like, I love you. And Dean says, I love you, right? As Cass dies. That, that made the, like, um, what is the word? When they're both actually, like it's canon. Canon. Like they're both in love. Yeah. Yeah. So in the Portuguese dub, I think it's canon. They made that. They just made Destiel canon, and everybody was like, "Huh? huh? We we got a rogue translator." And I forget what actually like happened in the grand. What he actually things, said, yeah. But that was drama that also occurred. And then there was a rumor going around that was ultimately proved false. Um that Vladimir Putin decided to resign after watching Supernatural. <laughs> or like somehow the two topics were, were connected. They have not, like right when Cass died, Vladimir Putin resigned. And then everybody was like, it's linked. It's, it's linked. linked. I've connected Oh, that's the so funny. Um, so yeah. So should we should we do do's and don'ts? Yes. Um our our electric chairs and our dues based we need to come of, up with a catchier name for the dues yeah well, like you, it's not can't take coaster's brand we can't take yeah, coaster's brand we don't want to snatch coaster's brand yeah um but coaster we, does we just, do's and don'ts yes so but this is our our dues and our electric chairs but we yes. we need to come up with a cute name for the dues so yeah, if you we think will. of one hit us up all right hit us up. should we start with the dues then Yes, you can go first. Okay. Sure. My dues uh, for this week were winter walks. Amazing. Because only good came from them. Um, the Levon Bakery cookies, because mm -hmm. I had one for the first time this weekend, and they're so gooey and melty, and I had the chocolate chip walnut one, which was so good. The walnut was delicious, and the dark chocolate peanut butter one, and it was so great, and um, yeah, heated that up late in the evening, and then my last do is the morbid podcast which is a podcast i've been listening to during my work hours um a true crime podcast it's just called morbid and they cover a lot of stuff really really well so that's those are my dues very nice. do listen to a true crime podcast <laughs> um my dues are lo-fi beats meaning those really cute cool vibey videos on YouTube yes. and the live streams as well. Um, the, I never really listened to the live streams, but like I started off with like the two hour compilation of like lo-fi beats and it's like a girl smoking on the balcony and it's like illustrated, <laughs> very, very cool. Or like one where she's cozy in the room, like on her bed yes. with the fan spinning and that's the illustration. I love, I love those. Yeah. But I recently also just started going on to the lives. Love them. And I focus so well when I'm listening to them. Um, the next one is affirmations. I just started doing them. Very cool. Whatever. Nice. Uh, and then my last one is my mini heater, which I bring out every year. 
Um, except this is one of the coldest winters we've had in a while. And mm-hmm. I just put it out. Like John was like, Sam, why this winter of all do you ch- decide that you don't want to have your Wait. hair out? So yeah, but I finally put it back. It's out and I love her. All right, let's start with our electric chairs. Um, so my lowest, my low electric chair um, is going to be New York City sidewalk slush. Yep. I routinely stepped in puddles that were deeper than I expected on accident because I thought I could clear it with a leap and I could not. So electric chair to the sidewalk slush. Um, <laughs> my regular electric chair is the fact that my room is not um, designed for feng shui. And I know mm-hmm. Kelsey and I can definitely get into that, but yeah. my room, my bed is currently in the commanding position, which Kelsey taught me about Amazing. being diagonal to the door. Um, and the, the day that I moved it to the commanding position, I have not had a, and I, I, I had like almost having to go to the hospital, laying on the bathroom floor for hours type periods. And since I moved it in this position, I have not had a bad period. And I don't, but I don't want to think that it's this because I'm on the fence about putting it back. No, I know. Because I'm like, first of all, I don't, I think it was genuinely the fact that now I'm not traveling to New York for school. It, every, it was like three things in one, like other things were happening and like, it could have been any of those, but literally like, I want to put it back so bad, but my room has, is just, can never be designated. There are rooms that are just not meant and not thought out for feng shui. And this, and that is my regular electric chair because, you know, at least we have a room and we have, you know, very lucky mm-hmm. to have a room, even if it's not feng shui. Even um, if it's not feng shui. But I wish it, I wish it was just more convenient. The layout on, the commanding, convenient. on the commanding position too, since I moved my bed to the commanding position, I have had less depression and less anxiety days and obviously I also can't chalk it up entirely to the commanding position but like weird that it used to be I'd have at least two or three a week that were really bad and now it's like I've been going almost three four weeks without a really bad day so crazy thank you feng shui thank you feng shui (laughs) it could also be that like you're just changing something maybe and it's like you kind of feel fresh now double voltage Um, Yes. Um, my electric chair double voltage is for the end of Mario Party, where you you did great all game, and then they award bonus stars and steal your victory right out of your hands. Um, this is one of the most painful things that can occur to you. Pain. Uh, <laughs> Just pain. Literally. Um, so... I say this, even though this weekend when I did play Mario Party, I was in second place when we finished and I was in second place after the bonus star rounds and I did receive one bonus star. But like, sometimes that that motherfucker just wrecks the entire game. Like, you don't get someone making poor decisions and getting like last place and then suddenly it's like, oh, but they had a buddy this one time, so extra star for you. Like, are you joking? Anyway, that's my rant on you, Mario Party. I get it's part of the game. I know it's part of the game. 
And I cannot say that the extra stars at the end have helped me on several occasions. Like I've won sometimes because of it, but more often than not, I've lost because of it. And I think there should be an option to turn that off. <laughs> We're going to get sued by Mario Party. Um, my double voltage is non-acetone nail polish remover. Mm. Yes. It's probably a little bit better for your nails because it's not acetone. However, you your nail polish will not come off with non-acetone nail polish remover. So don't waste your money thinking that you're going to make your nails healthier. You might as well just get the acetone because when you use non-acetone nail polish, you're using more cotton pads and more product to take off a nail. Meanwhile, you could be using a drop of regular nail polish remover and swiping it off your nail. I don't know why mm. it was invented. I think it's useless and it bothers me. I can, I can speak to why it was invented. My aunt is very allergic to acetone. There we go. So I guess for those people, not only do for they those, have- For those small group of people that are allergic to acetone, it's great. N- not, only, not only are they allergic to acetone, but now they have to go through their lives having to use non-acetone nail polish remover, which is like double punishment. Awful. Double voltage. So bad for them. Double, double punishment, double voltage. Double voltage, exactly. <laughs> All right. And then my max voltage is just the fact that I can't have a cat. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's the whole thing. I'm just sad um, because every weekend I go to my girlfriend's apartment and her cat Marceline, named after Marceline, of course, um, is there and is literally the cutest cat I've ever seen. And I love to hold her and pet her and play fetch with her. And then I come home and there's no cat here. And I'm just like, this is the saddest existence i've ever had you come home and you're like there should be a cat here there should be a cat but here there's there not a cat no here. cat here so I, I literally like i sit in my bed and i'm like something's missing something what is, is missing. a breathing animal besides me literally um so yeah so um, i am so i so desperately want a cat that i have looked up like i, I have a chewy account I don't. I don't have an animal to get chewy from. Just get I have a chewy account, and I have liked items. I've liked items on my chewy account to, That's to so come sad. back to. Yeah, and I have a list of cat names, and I have a pet finder account, and I've also liked pets on pet finder. Um, and sometimes when I feel like punishing myself, I go on pet finder and I just scroll through the cats and see the little kitties. I just scroll through them and look at all their pictures and cry. So electric chair max voltage to that um the reason i can't have a cat for all of you wondering why a 22 year old living in her own apartment cannot buy a cat my roommate's allergic and i will respect her allergies because nobody wants to live in a house in which they are allergic to something and cannot breathe so i will wait um but it just like i come home and i'm sad that there's no cat so no shade on anyone but no cat literally um my max ecmv my ECMV is, you know, this week I'm sentencing myself, oh, but, not, no. but not myself in general, myself Mondays, the person that I am Mondays and Wednesdays from 1035 to 12, I become a different person in my comics class. And by that, I mean, I like to think of myself as a pretty calm, cool, chill person, like in social settings, I'm just kind of like, okay, whatever, you know, um, there's something about the energy of 
my room or whether it's the way the sun hits me from 10 35 to 12 maybe it's people in that class but I have never been more awkward and more like a spaz than I am in that class I constantly drop things on camera I constantly drop my pen on the floor and on two separate occasions when I've dropped my pen on the floor I will lean my arm my hand and I'll instead of going all the way down I'll yeah, just try to be like yeah and I fall on camera today's Tuesday yesterday was Monday guess what happened yesterday oh no this is what inspired me to just sentence myself I dropped my this black 0.5 millimeter Muji pen keeps falling every time I'm in class and I'm using it for something like I'm using it for my journal so I'm like fuck I have to go get it so yesterday when I went to get it I didn't feel like bending all the way down so I kind of um like uh what's the word like I kind of like what's the, what would you call this slid like slid down in your chair yeah yeah so I kind of slid down like a little like a little snake and I saw that oh I was like oh the pen's to my right so I know you listeners can't see me but at least Kelsey can see me so I will narrate I, her like I'm on a nature documentary go go so, all right she's tilting her head to the side so where I, she sees I, the wild pen on the ground. She's the predator. It is the prey. She's leaning. Her shoulders are at a 45 degree angle as she attempts to reach the prey. What is in your mouth? A line of drool came out of my mouth onto my black t-shirt. And when I tell you, when I tell you, I said, I stood there. I mean, like I sat there, I didn't move. Cause I was like, the professor sharing his screen. There's a 0.1% chance someone saw that. I was far away from the camera. It's it was sunny. It wasn't like dark or anything. So, like it was pretty like. I was pretty like backlit, so you couldn't really okay. see okay. me in front. Um, and I literally just got up, I crossed my arms, and I went. <gasps> I turned my camera off. I was no. like, I'm done. I was like, I don't understand why this happens to me only in this class. And every other class, I'm fine. Like I'm cool. I don't know no. what it is about this class that they must think. I also can't sit still during this class and they must think Fair I'm enough. crazy because I'm literally like bouncing up and down like this and I'll just turn my camera on and off, on and off because I'm like, I, I can't look at myself this long or I need to like take a break and walk around the room. But like, what the hell is she doing? So easy envy to myself for wow. drooling during Brave, class. brave to sentence yourself to the electric chair. But sometimes it has to happen. But when you're just really mad. Fair enough, fair enough. It helps you kind of reset. And with that, I think we should, we will wrap up this episode of the show. It's been a long episode, I think. It was. It was, right? a, it was like a catch up. Catch up, nice, long. It, it was very um, ship and fan fiction heavy. So Which is not a bad thing. No. So obviously, obviously um, there was a lot of content. Yeah. So anyway, if you're listening, check us out on, at the show TM podcast on Instagram. Um, we will be posting photos of the snowcat oat milk, Phoebe Bridgers mm-hmm. breaking her guitar in SNL, and Steric. Woo! Thanks for joining us. Bye, babies. Bye, baby. And stuff. <laughs>